And all right, welcome everyone for the first ever episode of the RTG Baseball Podcast. This is the starting lineup series. Our goal is to teach everyone who in the world is in your league. Who are those mysterious owners who you fought against for perhaps up to six years? And our first guest is perhaps the most legendary member of RTG Baseball ever to grace the league with his presence. It is the only three-time champ in RTG Baseball history, Eric Chan. Welcome, sir. Welcome. Thank you. Hello. How are you doing on this day? I'm doing quite well. It's a Friday, and I'm just sitting back and relaxing. Great to hear. Great to hear. I thought that you would be a fitting first guest uh, as the, the uh, era of Chan was a long one and memorable one. Uh, I think everyone in the league, whether they've been here from the beginning or their very recent addition, has witnessed your greatness. So I think it's only right that we find out about you first. Definitely. I think people are getting sick of me winning. Unfortunately, my uh, reign has ended. Indeed. Defeated, in fact, by, in the first round, Andrew. And then ultimately, the new champion, was Matab, and I'm sure when I talk to both of them, we'll have this discussion on ending your reign. But for now, this is about you. So, so who is Eric? What are you about? Baseball. Baseball is everything. You know, favorite team is the Mets. Been ah. born and raised in New York. Of course, I have to root for the Mets. I live in the Long Island. A Mets fan, our first guest, a Mets fan. Well, you know, sometimes it just goes that way. If yeah. <laughs> if your first team is the Mets, then in this current 2022, who would your favorite Mets player be? I actually like Smith, Dominic Smith. Dom Smith. Yeah. yeah. There's definitely like Grom. Um, is great. Nimmo always has a smile. The flying squirrel. Uh, who else? Neil. That's good. And, you know, and definitely the uh, the great pitching staff of the past what was it? Seven, eight years has it been? It does um, seem but, like, like this current era of Mets teams very pitching focused. Yeah, Starting like one. like twenty thirteen, like Matt Harvey arrives and the rest of them arrive with him. Right. It was definitely exciting watching them. Um unfortunately they got defeated in the uh, World Series against the Royals. Indeed. Yes. Uh have to say didn't uh, didn't really cry for them, but <laughs> it's tragic. 
Well, I thought we should have maybe like a fantasy question and a baseball question uh, for you, your thoughts on these matters. So the fantasy question would just be simply, how did you do it? No other league we've ever set up, no other competition, IRL sport, and all of you be sporting as anyone accomplished a three-peat and not only did you do that you even finished off the third championship in the 2020 season where it was almost impossible for any strategy to succeed so um, how frankly i just got really tense before the draft i look up uh, some teams or players that I want to uh, draft. Uh, definitely, saber metrics are good to look at, and uh, you know, I kind of just draft a lot of players that I like. You know, uh, people like Don Smith, Nimmo were great in twenty twenty, um, and they were very uh, they were underdogs those years, and now they've risen to what. Uh, the caliber of play they are now. Uh, even before that season, uh, Jorge Ware in the Kansas City Royals, he was an up-and-coming outfielder that the uh, locals knew about. So they were just talking about him a lot, saying how he has a lot of power. He has his baddest great, great fielder. So I uh, drafted him pretty late in the round, probably like 13th round, that I got him, and he was huge that season. Uh, definitely like a top 20 um, outfielder. Um, so you're, so you know, so you drafted with your heart, but prepared with your mind, and, uh, you know, finding those underdog players who outperformed the draft value. You mentioned Jorge Soler, years later, World Series MVP. There you go. The Atlanta Braves. Yes. Speaking of underdogs, then uh, there's been a little bit of a shakeup last three seasons about some some turnover in the league. Does anyone in our league seem like a you know breakout caliber owner? Maybe owner. like on on the rise. Uh, owner 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 like. Uh, like one of the 12 owners in our league is what I mean. Definitely the competition has uh, increased over the years. I know like the newest people are probably, last year the new Nate. person was Jamie. Nate came in a number of years Nate, ago. Yes. I think Nate is probably one of the strongest uh, owners in this league. Besides really? yourself. Yes. Oh, of course, you know. Even though I haven't got to the promised land since season one, but I appreciate it. But 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 Nate, you're saying, who also hasn't he did enter as the number two seed in this previous season, but was stunned by uh, Faraj actually, but nonetheless a dominant force last season and very good the previous two. Additionally, Matov is also a very strong owner. Both Nate and him uh, tend to pick 
uh, whoever I want to draft uh, around ahead of me. And I, uh, I, I it's very painful to watch. I'm like, darn. Of course, the dreaded snipe during the draft. We'll probably have a draft show at some point, maybe a draft preview, not to preview the players necessarily, but like uh, thoughts on the draft, strategies, which pick is people's favorites, that type of thing. Uh, so I'm excited to talk about that. If, and keepers, of course. Uh, most important. And this is, uh, I mean, this isn't the show to, to, to break down our format and everything, but this will be uh, the first season of the, the, the new format of keepers where everyone can keep some players on their team and everyone can't keep a, a 12 specific players, which is the players drafted in the first round last year. So an interesting tidbit is ev ev we don't know who we're all going to keep, but we do all know at least 12 people that are going to be available in round one. Uh, so I think that'll be interesting. So, you know, like Acuna's available, DeGrom's available, Garrett Cole's available. Yeah. Exactly. And most of all, Mike Trout. Mike Trout. I can't wait for the show with Andrew because after he finally escaped your clutches, and Mike Trout left your team, you then, some could argue, doomed Andrew's team. I am, I am very looking forward to the keepers because do you know who I have? I know a few. I know a few. Vladdy Jr. is Vlad. one of the keepers this year. Oh, boy. I can't even... I don't even want to look up what round you drafted him, but... I think it was the fourth or third. Yeah, that's excellent value. I mean, <laughs> if you, if you, I mean, I don't know if you choose to keep him. I don't know. It's up to you. Yeah, yeah, of course. He's definitely a first round uh, player in fantasy. Oh yeah, and and this is going to be exciting. Like what this kind of creates is what you've had on your team has been several years, whether in different versions of keepers or just you happen to get him in the draft several years with Mike Trout on your team. So he's like the centerpiece of your team. I think all 12 owners, regardless of the quality of their team, there's going to be somebody who's going to end up being on their team for a while, especially because the, like, let's say you got someone, a breakout star, he was drafted in like round nine. So that defaults to round seven for everybody. Uh, yeah. So chances are like every team has somebody who they're excited about and they're going to keep as a round seven keeper or maybe uh, higher than that. And I kind of like that. Use your teams to my identity too. Right. And definitely breakout stars. Um, the, this year, the previous year's uh, Cy Young winner uh, is, was it Robbie Ray? Robbie Ray. Well, the American League Cy Young. Yeah, American League. But I'm pretty sure he got drafted quite late in the, in the draft. Yep. Well, the scariest one. And like, so part of the reason that the, the rule is that the furthest back can go is round seven. So even if you like draft him round 20, he'll end up as your round seven is just to not like impact the league for like 15 years. But still, 
this maybe the scariest keeper after the one you brought up probably is a defending champ who owns Shohei Otani, the batter. And yes. I'm pretty sure he's going to be around seven keeper. I have to like look it up to confirm, but that'll be scary. Yeah, yeah that, that's one of my regrets of uh, not drafting with my heart. Ah, uh, see, maybe that's by your logic. Perhaps the dynasty ended because you didn't draft with your heart. Oh, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed. I've actually drafted a lot of Asian players at. One point, I think I had five Asian players just because. I mean, they, evidently it worked. <laughs> they're usually undervalued, but Otani oh, is just amazing. I, I saw him at uh, at an Angels versus Oriole game in uh, in Baltimore, and first pitch he hits it out of the park. Wow. Crazy. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I still want to see him if they if they come to Manic of the Woods. If of course there's even a season. And I guess as we kind of draw to a close on, on the episode, uh how are you feeling about the lockout? Is there any hope? Is there gonna be a season? Uh, I think there might be a short season, if any. No. Definitely, the owners don't want to uh, play ball, and they don't really have to. You know, the the players are the ones that are going to suffer. Definitely, the um, lower lower paid players, because oh. they oh, have to sure. pay. Yeah, they have to pay for all their housing, their food, training, even while this all was going on, and they just got run out of money. Especially minor leaguers, they they barely get paid minimum wage. I think it's thirty thousand a year they make, maybe less. I'm not quite sure. Yeah, yeah. The the minor league situation is just bizarre, stunning. That that could even be allowed. The major league minimum might be like it's like five hundred. Or yeah, it's like between like four and at least it, it was like between four and six hundred k. I don't know exactly where it is now, but it's going to be zero as long as the lockout continues. So we'll see. Uh, I'm ready to 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 get every the whole league started up into high gear if we get an opening day. But for now, no opening day. So we'll just. Stay tuned. And everyone else, of course, stay tuned. Hoping to do more of these podcasts. And this series is the starting lineup series where you can find out who in the world you're facing off in this league. We're just about at time. Eric, do you have any final words for your allies and your competition? I would just like to wish everyone the best of luck because they're going to need it this year. Oh, boy. Strong words from the former three-time champ. And that's all the time we have. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, ciao.